0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What
2: are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to finish it for
3: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports By Live Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, your inside look at the world of MMA. Straight up, and you know this, my name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airways, having defended that title for better than 31 years. Straight up today, we're talking Ronda Rousey, suicide. Now, if anybody else was talking suicide, I maybe wouldn't take her so seriously. But her dad committed suicide, so it runs in the family it's hereditary. Straight up, Ronda not thinking that way anymore, of course. Her and her boyfriend, Travis Brown, now officially divorced. Ready to get married, she's going to have kids. We'll hear from Ronda Rousey as she sort of cries with Ellen that took place this past Wednesday on, on Network TV. Straight up, we have open phone lines, coast to coast, all over America, all over the world. 1-800-878-7529, that's 1-800-878-7529. The Skype line is happening as well, the address of the sports byline and the number two. Some of these subjects we'll touch on today, besides the UFC, of course, is Phil Brooks. Who's Phil Brooks? He's known as CM Punk. Remember CM Punk? CM Punk was the WWE wrestler, the guy of a very slight build, like 190 pounds, was a world heavyweight champion, beating those 300-pound behemoths when the fighting was fake. Well, he's been in the UFC now for 15 months. He hasn't had a fight yet. Why? Injured, learning the game. The bottom line is, I think he's a reluctant warrior. I don't think we'll ever get him in the octagon. As far as Ronda Rousey is concerned, we'll talk about her future and more right here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Open phone lines, coast-to-coast, 1-800-878-7529 is 1-800-878-7529 or the Skype line, Sports Byline and the number two. This is Ring Talk, live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and the American Forces Network. USA, yeah.
2: back in the USA.
0: To the family, goodbye
3: to the friends.
4: With the Sometimes, what you want most from your car is nothing. No headaches, no surprises, no anxiety when it's late at night and you're on some distant freeway in a thunderstorm. Owning a certified pre owned Mercedes Benz can be that anxiety free experience on every level. You know you're in one of the safest and most thoughtfully engineered vehicles on the road. And with an unlimited mileage warranty, you can drive as far as you want for up to three years, with roadside assistance included. Your sense of confidence and adventure are as unlimited as the warranty itself. Now you can drive the car of your dreams and realize that nothing is everything. And during the certified pre-owned sales event going on now through February 29th, you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and special financing available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Only at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. You've waited long
5: enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties.
6: The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like they did for these Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days. Or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased.
8: Sports Byline's library of more than 12,000 interviews is a treasure. I'm Ron Barr, and we want your help in protecting, sharing, and continuing to build this sports interview treasure. We've launched a GoFundMe campaign, so please go to sportsbyline.com funding and donate so you can be a part of preserving and continuing to build this unique collection of sports interviews. In appreciation for your donation, support, and telling others, we're going to provide everyone who donates with a link to a special commemorative collection of the Sports Byline Interview Library. This commemorative collection will change every month, and you'll have access to it with your supporting donation of any amount. So, go to sportsbyline.com slash funding and also tell your friends. You'll be helping preserve, grow, and digitize the Sports Byline interview library so that today's sports fans and those in the future will forever be able to enjoy this treasure. Thank you for your help and support.
2: All right, here we go. Are you ready? You ready?
0: But light, Joe. Perfect pitch for whatever happens. Ronda wants to make it happen quickly. Yeah, she gave There's it. There's the arm. There it is, she all t- t- Just right like Oh my God! Wow! Oh now more of ring talk with Pedro Fernandez.
9: I would never let a woman kick my ass if she tried anything. I'd be like, hi, ah, you get your bitch.
3: She's talking about having kids. Man, I think that's really cool. I really do. I mean, you know, she's done as a fighter, man. Let's just, you know, let's roll the tape. Her and Ellen, roll it.
7: I mean, did you worry for a minute? Like, could this be permanent? Did I really hurt myself and maybe I'll,
5: I won't do this again? No, to be honest, like, what I was thinking, like... my Honestly, like, my thought, I was, like... I was, like, in the medical room and I was, like, down in the corner. I was sitting in the corner and I was, like what am I anymore if I'm not this? And I was literally sitting there and, like, thinking about killing myself in that exact second. I'm like, I'm nothing. I'm like, oh, what do I do anymore? And no one gives a shit <laughs> about me anymore without this. And, and, um, to be honest, I looked up and I saw my man, Travis, was standing there, and I was looking up at him, and I was just like, I need to have his babies. I need to stay alive. That <laughs> was like, really, that was You nice. need to stay alive. <laughs> and um, I haven't told anybody that. I think I have told him that. Um, but that was, like, what I was thinking. Like, I, I was meant to have him when, when I was at my lowest, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if I would have made it without him. To have that support system, sure. Um, that that makes... It
7: breaks my heart to hear... I mean, anybody looking at you, you're such a brave woman in so many ways. And so, obviously, strong physically and, and, and mentally to do what you do. So, to hear you say that, I actually think it's a really great thing, and I'm grateful that you did say that, because there are a lot of people out there that have thoughts like that, and they're, they're looking at you going, wow, if she can have thoughts like that. Um, so you just did a lot of good for a lot of people, so thank you for saying that. <laughs> um,
5: well, you know, I, 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 did, I did a lot of thinking, and I'm like, why did, why did this happen? Why does this have to happen like this? Because I, I do believe, like all the best things come from the worst things. Every worst thing that happened in my life, it resulted in the absolute worst things, uh, the, it resulted in the absolute best things. And I'm trying to think, like, what is the reason of all this? And I'm thinking, like, what my actual purpose is, and maybe just winning all the time isn't what's best for everybody. And I felt like maybe my role is, uh, you know, everyone has their moment of picking themselves off the floor. And I'd gone through several of mine, but no one had had actually seen me go through it, and maybe I just had to be that example, picking myself off the floor for everyone, and maybe that's what I'm meant for. And I really do believe I'm I'm still undefeated because being defeated is a choice. Everybody has losses in their life, but I choose Mm. to always be undefeated.
7: So uh, this is so you're going to fight again, clearly. That's what you're saying. Um, and who do you want to fight next? Of course I want to fight Holly. I right. want to beat her so, and make everything yes, right again. of course. So Holly's going to fight somebody else next, and so I'm assuming you want Holly to beat that person mm-hmm. so that no one else beats Holly. Of course. I want to be the one to beat Right. Her. Okay. So um, poor Holly. Look out. I mean... <laughs>
3: No, not poor Holly. Look out! Look out, poor Rhonda. Okay, when Rhonda gets back in an octagon with Holly Holm. It should be like to shake her hand and congratulate her on being the superior fighter, not to ever fight her again. I'm telling you, it just won't work. Rhonda could fight Holly Holm fifteen, twenty times, and guess what? She loses thirty-five or forty times. It's just not in the cards. Physically, she's not there. She's small. She's like three or four inches in height. A lot of reach going to Holly Holm. Holly Holm's a superior boxer. Holly Holmes got some credentials, folks. I mean, I didn't think she was much of a puncher as a professional boxer, but now she's wearing four-ounce gloves, and guess what? She's hitting targets that are running at her at 40 miles an hour like Ronda did. When you run at somebody like Ronda did and get clipped, man, lights out. That's what happened to Ronda Rousey getting knocked out, of course, by that big left sweeping kick that knocked out. All right, take that back. dislodge three of her feet. Now, the young lady that beat uh ronda rousey of course holly holm the preacher's daughter out out of uh albuquerque new mexico handled by lenny fresquez or fresquez promotions down there she's an amazing athlete undefeated in mma she she fought she became an mma fighter take that back let me put it to you like this she was a boxer she already had an mma background she had trained in mma for a long time okay but what happened was she saw ronda rousey making all this money about about three years ago she said you know what I can do that. I think I can beat her. I think I can be better than her. So, what they did was they turned pro in the world of MMA solely to fight Ronda Rousey. That was the only reason they can't turn pro. And, of course, they got the big fight with Ronda. They took short change going in. And guess what? They licked Ronda like a stamp. I told you before, I hate to say this, but, uh, you know, she should have been arrested for domestic violence. She beat up on that girl so bad. I mean, this was bad. But Holly Holm doing her thing against Misha Tate. And, you know, Holly Holm having knocked out. The uh the flag bearer, I guess, of the UFC at that point in time. It was a chick, uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's playing second fiddle to Conor McGregor and Rafael Dos Anos there for the lightweight championship. We'll talk about that. It's going down March the 5th, of course, in Vegas. But Holly Holm, undefeated, taking on Misha Tate. Misha Tate's already been beaten by Ronda Rousey. Uh, styles make fights. But, you know, Holly's got that long jab. She's left-handed. She can kick. She can do it all. Plus... She's so ambidextrous, and I mean that with both her hands and her feet, because think about this, all right? She's knocking uh, she's knocking, knocking Ronda around with straight right hands and, I mean, doing all the straight left hands and coming out of the southpaw stands, good jabs, all that kind of good stuff. I mean, she put it all together. But when she decided that she was going to finish Ronda Rousey, she did it with a kick, a left hook sweeping kick that, like, dislodged four or five of her teeth, as I said to you before she won't be chewing on any apples anytime soon, let alone fighting again. Of course, she told uh, Ellen this past Wednesday when she was crying, oh, God, I don't, don't, yeah. you know what? Nobody feels sorry for Ronda Rousey. Come on. I mean, Ronda, you walked around. You acted like Sonny Liston, okay? You did. You act like you were some big-time thug. You know that you were going to do this, you're going to do that. I respected you. You were on a roll. I didn't knock you until you were falling off your perch. Why? Because I feel I look at it this way. As long as you're undefeated, you deserve, and you, you have the ability. You can, you can go on. You can talk all the smacking you want when you're undefeated. But if you get beaten, guess what? That sort of stuff goes out the window. And I think it went out the window as far as Ronda's concerned. Now, Ronda's talking about fighting Holly Holm. If Holly Holm gets by Misha Tate, and she is favored to get by Misha Tate. In fact, this Misha Tate fight is a fight that uh, Holly Holm's manager, promoter, uh, Lenny Fresco of Albuquerque, New Mexico, brought up on the show a few months ago. He said he wanted to fight Misha Tate, and he didn't think that Ronda Rousey would be ready come July to fight again. Of course, Ronda's not going to fight in July. This fight is going to take place in March. I'm talking about Holly Holm and Misha Tate. On the main event, in the main event, Conor McGregor, the mouth that roared, 145-pound World Featherweight Champion, just came off the 13-second annihilation of Rafael dos Santos. I take that out of of, uh, Jose Aldo, another Brazilian. Now he's taking on Rafael Dos Santos, the lightweight champion, who calls a, get this, he calls him a bum with a belt. A bum with a belt. He's not a bum with a belt. He's got good skills, and he beat he beat Anthony Pettis. And Pettis is no joke. I mean, if ever was a guy I think that can rumble with Conor McGregor, it might be Anthony Pettis. But again, styles make fights. Right here, Conor McGregor, a big featherweight, a guy that can maybe fight at 170. He says he can fight at 170. He's willing to take on Robbie Lawler, the 170-pound champion of the UFC. That's welterweight. But right now he's going after the lightweight champion. I wish him the best of luck because Rafael Dos Santos, although he may be a bum with a belt, he is a champion. He's from Brazil. He's got a lot of pride. Also on the same card, Corey Anderson and Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler, of course, the guy that was so such a uh, an exhibitionist. I mean, tattoos and all those different just, just different ring garb and that kind of stuff, all covered up now by that Reebok. Of course, the Reebok material, they've taken over the USC. The USC signed an exclusive advertising deal with Reebok, prohibiting their fighters to wear, like, uh, Pedro's bail bonds as a sponsor on their trunks or anything like that. So the only thing they get now is rebound money. Of course, that caused one fighter, Brandon Shrob, to retire. Why? He was making a hundred thousand dollars in advertising office fights and twenty thousand dollars for a fight, and then they took away the hundred thousand bucks. Say, well, we'll give you four or five thousand bucks. How's that sound? He said, No, no. I tell you what, I'm going to retire. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, all across America. Open phone lines one eight hundred. 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. Chicks. Chicks in MMA. Is it good? We'll talk about that a little bit later. But next up, we're talking Bellator. Bellator 149. Hey, how about that, Hoist Gracie? Last time I saw him, he was getting his arm ripped off by Matt Hughes. Guess what? Came back against Ken Shamrock. I'll talk to you about that. The results Ken Shamrock, Hoist Gracie 3. Spike TV Friday night. You're tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide.
10: Here's an urgent alert Student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707, 800 949 8707.
9: Financing is easy with your credit card or PayPal credit. Call now. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. That's 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. 1-800-427-0183. Oh!
6: Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and he scores his third win. And Randleman
8: is forced to say, Good night, Gracie.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done.
3: Good night, Gracie. No, no, no. Good night, Kevin. Kevin Randleman passed away this past week at the age of 44. Wow, 44 years old, former USC heavyweight champion. A pride fighter, a guy that was an iconic figure back in the day, a guy that might have taken a few, <laughs> a few Flintstone vitamins. Now, let's get to the Bellator card, of course, Friday night, uh, airing on Spike TV. And you got to give Spike some credit because when they do put on these shows, there, you know, they got a lot of fights. In fact, there were 19 fights on this card. Now, not not 19 fights on Spike TV, but there were like. Uh, six fights on Spike TV, and then there were spikes on, uh, fights on Spike.com, and there were some dark fights as well, but 19 fights in all. Uh, talking about the CEO of Bellator, Scott Coker, he put his guys to work, no question about it. The main event, hmm, bit disappointing. Third time around for these guys, both iconic figures in the world of mixed martial arts, fighting in the cage and the ring. Hoist Gracie, the Brazilian champion, the man that won the first UFC back in 1993, I believe. Defeated Ken Shamrock at TKO on a knee and punches at 2:22 of round number one. Let me tell you what happened. These guys are sort of feeling each other out, you know. And and Gracie, Gracie, you know, is not a submission. He's a submission king. He's not a TKO type of guy. He's never scored a TKO before in his entire life. So anyway, they're like grappling around a little bit, looking for shots. And you know, I mean, Gracie sees his move and he goes in there and they're kneeing each other in close. And Gracie sees his move where he throws a knee and it's a low knee, and Shamrock just sunk to the canvas. Shamrock sort of gave up just for a split second in order to get some sympathy from the referee. He thought the referee was going to buy it, okay? The referee didn't buy it. Instead, uh, Hoyce Gracie started pounding on Ken Shamrock. The referee jumped in to stop the fight. I thought the stoppage was early, but I still say it's all about Shamrock, baby. You can't expect the referee to see the low blow. You can't, you know, you, you can't. And besides, I told you about low blows before. They don't hurt. Oh, Pedro, how can you say that? I can say that because I've been hit low. I mean, I boxed off and off for 19 years. I boxed with some murderous body punches. But I always wore good equipment. What I mean by good equipment is I had an Everlast cup, and it was a leather cup, and it had a big steel thing underneath. And this was with the same cups, you know, when they advertised for these cups. Back in the 1930s, this guy uh, would travel all across the country on a train, and he would get off, and he would, he would test this. He would get somebody out of the audience, a, a, a guy, and say, Come on over here. They put the cup on, they hit him in the nuts with a baseball bat. Time and time again, nothing would happen. That's why this protection is so good. It's like almost perfect. Nothing is perfect, but it's pretty close to being perfect as far as protecting the the family jewels down there. But if you've got a cup that doesn't fit well and you get hit down low there, things can happen. That didn't look like he got hit anywhere near the cup. It looks like he got hit above the cup or around the cup, I mean above the padding of the cup not the cup itself, so it was above the actual groin area, sort of like the lower abdomen. I didn't think it was enough for, uh, for Mr. Shamrock to pull that move that he pulled. We thought he was going to con the referee. Instead, he was con, and now he's lost again to Hoist Gracie. Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock have fought three times. I expect them to fight a fourth time, and I expect that fight to be, this January, February. I expect it to be by July of 2016. Also on the same card, hmm, Kimbo Slice who beat up on my producer, Scott Cuddy, down there in Florida. That's one of his wins. Anyway, he beat a guy named Dada 5000 with TKO and punches in the third round, one minute and 32 seconds in. Dada 5000 should have been called like Dada the fat boy because he came in like fat as a, you know what, and he, was, and, he and he lost 45 pounds to make the 265-pound weight limit. So he was like, like 320 pounds and... And this guy, Rich Chu, I guess that's the matchmaker over there at Bellator. And the CEO, Scott Coker, they signed this guy to a fight knowing he's going to be out of shape, knowing he's not going to be any challenge for Kimbo. But that's what they want. They wanted Kimbo Slice to win in a high-profile fight on television. Now, the high-profile fight that he won with this guy, Data 5000, who's got another name. That's his ring name. But uh, it, it almost turned into a tragedy. This guy's heart stopped. He wasn't breathing. I mean, they put him on life support systems. Evidently, he's got his act back together now. But all that dehydration, his brain was bouncing around in his head. The ser- the levels weren't good as far as the fluids were concerned because when you dehydrate yourself, when you cut weight, and I told this to you in the past, the protection around your bla- brain, is like a swimming pool around your brain. This is the best, best way to put it. It's like a little swimming pool and your brain's in the middle of it, okay? Now, when you lose weight and you cut weight an extreme amount, of, extremely, uh, uh, extremely fast and hard, okay, that fluid that surrounds your brain, that protects your brain, it dissipates. It, it, it lessens. And when it lessens, you're more open to brain injuries and concussions. Therefore, that's why these guys get hurt so severely when they are dehydrated. But Donna 5000, Scott Coker, they knew exactly what exactly was going on. They rolled the dice, and guess what? It almost came up crap eyes, snake eyes. I'm talking about for the Bellator promotion. But they lived the fight another day, seeing Kimball Slice did not kill the guy they brought in, like 55 or 60 pounds overweight. Derek Campos was on the winner. He beat Melvin Guillard. Melvin Guillard, a former, I believe, UFC veteran. Emmanuel Newton was on the card. Came up short against Linton Vassal. Emmanuel Sanchez in a, a catchweight fighter, one hundred and fifty beat Daniel Pineda. Some of the other names on the card. I really don't. None of them are jumping out at me here. Of course, uh, Spike TV and and Bellator trying to trying to duplicate the the passion that was once there with the UFC. Remember, UFC they'd have like the Ultimate Fighter and things like that. I mean, that's what sort of made Spike TV. Spike TV. I mean, that that brought Spike to the mountaintop. That brought spike to everybody's. That brought spike into everybody's front room, and guess what? That brought the UFC into everybody's front room. But it's not doing the same thing with Bellator, because I think that there's a perceived thought by a lot of fans that Bellator is a second-rate pro- product. You know, it's it's low rate, it's uh, you know low rent, it's ghetto type. It's not. Listen, they've really got some terrific athletes over there, okay? I think they've got a problem learning how to present them. And I think these two-hour shows they try to put on TV, I don't think they're, they're very good because they have to go with them very, how can I put this, they're not scheduled, not regular. And then they'll still go for three or four weeks on Spike, then they won't go for a month, and they'll come back, then they won't go for another two months. You can't do that. You can't do that, especially even with the fickle MMA crowd. I mean, no, don't, you know, Devo this, uh, DVR and things like that. And that's cool, but for the most part, they're not going to stick around and watch it, okay, especially when you're not giving them significant times and regular times. It's all about a regular time slot. That's where I thought the USC had it going on, was that every Thursday or Friday night they did their thing on Spike TV. Now, Spike TV has not been able to live up to those numbers that they had uh, with Bellator as far as, you know, the numbers that they that they were running with with USC. Why? Well, I think Dana White has a lot to do with that. You know, love them or like them. I think Dana is an exceptional... Uh, uh executive and a guy that really knows how to promote. I mean he's a good promoter. I mean, you might not like him. Is he a turd? Yeah, he's a turd. But you know right now he's the strongest turd, the most powerful turd in the world of mixed martial arts. Right now MA of course is the hottest part in the world going there's ultimate fighters, I believe, in India and Pakistan. In there was, you know, little little uh in other words, they're making it national. In other words, they're like, you know, an English champion, an Irish champion, a Pakistani champion I mean, they do this all over the world. They're building up their game. They're building up their roster. I mean, the USC. I think the USC is doing things the right way as far as building for the future is concerned. Of course, these other sports, boxing, boxing doesn't even think about the future. They could care less. They're worried about today. They're worried about taking your money today. They don't care anything about tomorrow. But at least Dana White, for the most part, and I give him props for this, has looked out for the future. Now, USC fight night. i got a couple of minutes before I go into that, and I'm going to Phil Brooks in a little bit. Of course, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, we'll talk about that in depth. Joe Rogan went all off all off on him. Of course, Joe Rogan, the color commentator himself, and the guy that loves that medical marijuana, he gets down there in L.A. Anyway, Cowboy versus Cowboy, USC Fight Night eighty three February twenty first live on Fox Sports one from the Console Energy Center in Pittsburgh, PA. Straight up, USC rocking, got cowboys going, baby. Talking about Cowboy Donald Cerrone taking on Alex Oliveira. Of course, you guys both call them cowboys. Which cowboy will walk away the winner? Cerrone's slightly favored. We'll see what happens there. <laughs> Excuse me. Derek Brunson's on the card, taking a Rowan Canario. Uh, Cody Garbar- Garbantz on the card against Gusto Mendez. No chicks. I want to see chicks. Why don't these guys get... Oh, take that back. There is a chick on the card. A woman's banner mark. Take that back. There's two. Two women's bouts on the card. But they're only on Fight Pass. So in other words, you got to give Dana White an extra 10 bucks a month to watch this Fight Pass thing to watch chicks. That's not cool. Anyway, the chicks evolved. Their bantamweight, one thirty-five, same weight division as Holly Holm, the world bantamweight champion. Marion Renault taking on Ashley Evan Smith. Uh, that's in a women's bantamweight bout. And the other women's bantamweight uh, clash will be Lauren Murphy taking on Kelly Fasholtz. But those, of course, in the heavyweight bout, tops that Facebook thing. Opens it up. Anthony Hamilton, Shamil uh, Abagramov. But the bottom line is, if you want to watch chicks, I guess you got to get the fight pass. Well, I get the fight pass. I don't get it. Um... I'm sorry, I just I, it's not a matter of not wanting to spend the money. It's, it's just I don't have time. I don't have time to watch every single fight on um, on all these different UFC events. I mean, sometimes, like I said, 19 fights on Spike TV the other night or on Spike.com. And I can just, you can't watch 19 fights. I mean, you go crazy. I remember that, that promoter over there in uh, in England, Frank Warren, who I talked about in the Boxing Hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide with Francisco Val the president of the World Boxing Organization. Frank Warren holds cards over there in England. And they start at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they end like at ten thirty or 11 o'clock at night. I kid you not. 10-hour boxing cards. And we're talking about straight through. Fight after fight after fight after fight after fight after fight. Holy cow. Sometimes he's throwing 13, 14, 15 fights over there, okay? But he's got that Box Nation thing, and I think that's what the UFC should have done. They should have put together a channel where you can watch everything you want for one price like Box Nation does. I think the card's like, 10 pounds. So let's say it's 20 bucks. 20 bucks a month, okay? Dana charges 20 bucks a month. Every guy spends 20 bucks a month to get to watch all the events. Listen to the viewership is up. Guess what? That means that pay per view is down. The WWE has tried it. The UFC is sticking with pay per view. Who's going to win? The WWE format or Dana Weiss? We'll see. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. 1 800 878 7510 on the Skype line. Sports byline and the number two. This is Ring Talk. Live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, SiriusXM, Satellite Radio, and for all the troops out there, AFN.
5: Have dream, babe.
2: Two can make a dream so real. One can talk about being in love, two can say how it feels. señoritas. a este programa del 2005. I'm just with you. I just want people at home to go, well, "Who pushed the damn beaner button?" <laughs> He's talking in Spanish. Alright, so, so I guess we got through the fact that uh, everybody thinks that our government is inept, they're retarded, they didn't show up on time, and they should have got there sooner for all the people in the tsunami. Interesting, uh, my take on it is, I think, black people, you're f- funny. You're hilarious. You will get on a bus to go to the Million Man March, but you won't get on a bus to get away from, Katrina. <laughs> that's funny to me. That is hilarious. And look at all the white people going, Oh, uh, we can't have that joke, no sir. That's another thing that uh, 2005 has taught me, that you white people love ethnic jokes. You just don't like laughing in public when the ethnic people are watching you. (laughs) That's why you watch my show, because right now you went, "Uh uh-uh, but at home you'd be like, ha-ha, what? Ha-ha! Get on the bus, mother, get on the bus!
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You
3: don't want to go to the chair. One of these days, I'm going to push that envelope too far with one of these comics. Somebody say to me, You know what, man? You're pushing the envelope too far. So what? I've been doing it for 32 years. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of mixed martial arts. This hour, of course, we talk boxing and MMA on the show, a little pro wrestling as well. Let me tell you about our schedule. Saturday, it's 11 a.m. Pacific time. We start off with boxing, and first half of the show is all about boxing. Second half of that one-hour show on Saturday is about MMA. And then we go on uh, Sunday with a two-hour show at 11 a.m. Pacific time, an hour of boxing and an hour of MMA. And then we come back on Monday, Sirius XM Satellite Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific time, an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. And, of course, my alter ego takes over the sports byline airwaves Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific time. Johnny Taco and his all-stars just rocking the house, 10 p.m. Pacific time, every night. In fact, talking about Johnny Taco's show, next Saturday night I'm going to bring in a woman when I'm bringing her in, and the reason why I'm bringing her in is that she thinks that she should be able to fight men. She thinks that she can fight men that, you know, Fallon Fox, remember we had the big debate on the show about Fallon Fox, the transsexual, and the man that was, the guy that was born a man, and then went over to Thailand, had his little thing snipped off, and had those female hormone uh, processes and all that kind of good stuff, and then he was fighting women and getting, he was killing women and it got so bad where Dave Meltzer, the godfather of MMA when it comes to writing and radio, he said to me that the promoters down there in the Florida area, although they were making money off Alan Fox, refused to promote her because they thought it was unfair to other women. And she ended, eventually ended up getting beat by a woman, which is, you know, I guess no big shock. But I'm still, I don't think it's fair for a, a man with, that was born a man with a male bone structure to be able to fight a woman. It just doesn't sound right to me. But it's some of these gay advocates, and I think the next week we'll, on the, uh, on the Saturday, here's what I'm going to do. I'll do this Saturday night on the Johnny Taco Show. And then I'll bring it in for Sunday and Ring Talk. We'll see what happens with that because uh, I mean it it, pertains, it 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 certainly covers both sports. But she's out there that women should be able to fight men, and she's fall for women fighting men. I just I think she's out of her mind. But we're going to give her a shot. Okay, one 7529 That's one 7529 He's thirty seven years old, born in nineteen seventy eight, October, Chicago, Illinois. You know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. Phil, Philip, Jack. Brooks. I'm talking about CM Punk, former WWE champion, said he was 218 pounds in the ring, now going to fight at 170 in the UFC. He's been training in the UFC now for 15 months. He's had different injuries come along. You know, I injured this, I injured that, you know, sort of like Kobe Bryant, you know, pulling his ACL, getting out of bed, all that kind of good stuff. So, you know, he's just not, he's not ingratiating himself. Uh, he's not making himself, how can I put this palatable to a lot of the people on the inside of the UFC because they believe that you don't start off with the UFC, especially if you're a fighter of the uh, caliber of CM Punk or Phil Brooks, whatever you want to call him. What I mean by that is you don't want Brock Lesnar, when he turned to the world of mixed martial arts after professional wrestling, he fought that Korean guy, or that Asian guy down there in L.A. at the L.A. Coliseum in some lesser promotion before going off to the UFC, then losing the Frank Mir before coming back and winning the heavyweight championship, and then losing the heavyweight championship. because he's back in the world of fake fighting where he's the king. And guess what? Over there, he can hit guys, and you know he can be rough in the world of the world wrestling entertainment. He fights hard in the world of wrestling entertainment. That's what they call it. A, he, he he plays hard. Okay. And they're supposed to be taking care of each other, but he plays hard. You know, when it was in the in the in the uh, UFC, Brock didn't like to play that hard. Shane Carwin had him running like a girl. Remember that he was running from like a little girl running around the ring, running around the octagon, running away from him. Shane Carwin unloaded like a hundred punches on him. Should have stopped that fight. Shane Carwin deserved to be the world heavyweight champion. I have no idea why um, why the referee did not stop that fight. I guess because it was Brock Lesnar and he was a franchise at the time. They're not going to mess with the franchise. It's like Ronda Rousey. Had Ronda not been asleep, had Ronda not been snoring, had Ronda not been a <laughs> against the Holly Holm, they'd have let that fight go. Go on, let it go some more. Let it go some more. Go on, she's all right. Yeah, right. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. So Phil Brooks, you were supposed to turn pro in early two thousand fifteen. You know, I mean, he was he was no no MMA experience be, before the uh, before coming to the UFC. Of course, only a professional wrestler Had some uh, has some jujitsu skills, had some karate skills. Did you know? Do do some diff, different uh, elements of mixed martial arts, but he wasn't a master at any of or any of the above. So he had this fight schedule with Mickey Gall. Then Mickey Gall. Then he got hurt, so Mickey Gall had to fight anyway. So Mickey Gall ends up getting a win. Now I don't think CM Punk's ever going to want to fight Mickey Gall. Not that Mickey Gall was ever a great fighter. He just wasn't. But you got Phil Brooks here we know nothing about. Phil Brooks could, I mean, Phil Brooks may, he may be a big flop. I mean, we don't know what he's going to do when somebody hits him on the chin. That's what this all boils down to. It's not what you can do in the gym. You know, in the gym, the gym's a good indication of what's a good illustration of what might happen a little bit later when a fighter gets clocked on the chin. But when a a fighter gets clocked on the chin in a real fight with small gloves, Things happen. Some guys fall apart. Some guys just don't make it. Some females don't make it. Some people just can't handle the aspect of getting hit. It just doesn't It doesn't register. You know what I'm saying? Boom, what do I do now? What do I do now? They're stunned. They're in shock. They don't know what to do. But is that going to happen with Miss CM Punk? Joe Rogan's on his case. Boss Rutten's on his case. Both iconic figures and announcers in the uh, UFC, they're both all over him, and they're not happy about this guy stealing all the attention he's gotten, and there are other fighters who deserve that attention, I, I agree without, without a doubt, and I think that eventually, I think he's going to have this one fight, he's going to get lit up like a White House Christmas tree, and he'll end up either fighting Sky Cuddy to walk away from the world of mixed martial arts, or end up going away 0-1. I don't see him clocking away with a winning record, no way, no how. Some of the titles that have changed hands this year, thus far in the world, the UFC, only two championships have changed hands, of course the World Welterweight Championship. Take that back. Uh, there was two title fights thus far. Robbie Lawler successfully defended the World Welterweight Championship. That was a USC 195. Of course, over Carlos Condit, a decision that was a split 48-47 one way, 48-47 twice the other way. And then Dominic Cruz capturing the World Bantamweight Championship against T.J. Dillashaw. Of course, Dillashaw, formerly out of Sacramento, California, now hanging his hat in uh, Colorado, which did not, did not go over well with the people in Sacramento. They hate him. If TJ Dillashaw goes back to Sacramento, they might they might hang him an effigy down in in the town center. I kid you not. Anyway, the former bantamweight champion left Uriah Faber. This was a guy that that put him up. Uriah Faber put him on his couch when Dillashaw had nowhere to live. When Dillashaw wasn't nothing. When he was like you know not even a preliminary fighter yet. He wasn't even fighting in the UFC yet. And yet Uriah Faber gave him his couch. He fed him. He teach him. How, he taught him the the taught him the ropes per se. Okay, and once that. TJ got the money and got a little whiff of some more money. Because what happened was the Concord, take it back, the Colorado gym offered him a certain amount of money to come train there. That's all. That's why he went to train in Colorado. He got paid to do so. But they weren't paying him to do so at Team Alpha Male because that was, he was part of the gym. It was a family-run operation, okay? Speaking of Uriah Faber, the California kid, his World Extreme Cage Fighting Championship belt was stolen at his gym up there in uh and you know that's pretty sad. I mean, they stay stole his belt, and you know he's probably not going to get it back. That's pretty cold. If somebody stole one of my my Golden Glove trophies, I'd be all freaked out about it because I know that you just can't get them back. You just, they just they just don't happen again. You get them once, you can get a replication or maybe a duplication, but it's just not the same thing. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside. looking at the world of mixed martial arts. Hours away from the Cowboy versus the Cowboy, Donald throwing Alex Oliveira, of course, in the main event. Fox Sports won us tonight. Uh, coming to you from Fitz, Pittsburgh, California, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. There is a Pittsburgh, California, but it's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Some of the other other USC events on the card as far as the future is concerning. We've got the 27, of course, that's one week from yesterday. And we're about Anderson Silva coming back, the steroid cheat, the former middleweight champ champion taking on Michael the Count Bisping. Of course, that's in the U.K., and I think Bisping's got a, a little bit of an advantage here because he'll be fighting at home. Plus, they're going to be watching Silva for all the... Um, Flintstone vitamins that they suspected him of taking in the past. They did because, you know, I mean, he turned up dirty for like two different drugs. Then he tried to say, no, nah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't my test. Tested a second time. They tested a the second time. Same thing. Two different drugs come up. Of course, he denied that. He ended up getting a suspension of something like six months for the steroids, right? And the guy that he fought that night, Nick Diaz, yeah, he tested positive for traces of marijuana. He got a five-year suspension. Tell me that works right. Performance-enhancing drugs. The guy's taking drugs that are going to help him kill somebody, okay? And he gets a six-month suspension. And the other guy smoking weed because it's medically recommended for him by his doctor as a rela- to relax him, he gets five years. Does that make sense to you? No, I don't think so. This is Ring Talk, live, worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing, of course, and MMA. I'm looking forward to this big card. Talk about March of 5th, of course, Conor McGregor and Rafael Dos Hanos, but. Following that, the 20th of March, we're going down under, baby, Brisbane, Australia, the Brisbane Entertainment Center. Mark Hunt, the throw-in Samoan. Sometimes he's the slow-in Samoan, meaning he's not in all that great of shape sometimes, but he comes to rumble, and he's going to be rumbling hard. He's going to take on Frank Mir, the former two-time USC heavyweight champion. This is a crossroads fight for both guys. Neither of these guys will ever run in a main event again if they lose. If Frank Mir loses, no more main events. If Mark Hunt loses, no more main events. The co-feature a 170-pound bout. Neil Magny take on Hector Lombard, the former Bellator champion. Of course, didn't Lombard Bell- didn't test positive for Flintstone Vitamins as well? Yeah, I think he did. James Dehune is taking on Steve Boss. Those guys are middleweights. Wel- welterweight, Brendan O'Reilly taking on Alan Judon. Some other fighters on the card, worth noting. How about Leslie Smith? That's a women's bantamweight bout. I like these women, man. Gotta have women fighting. Taking on Rin Nakai, another women's bout. Beck Rawlings fighting it. Flyweight, that's taken by strawweight. It's 115 pounds. Take it on Sachi Ham. So there's some Asian fighters as well. And I think that's going to be the way that you know the MMA is going to go. I think Ronda opened the door. I think a couple other fine chicks come along, and they'll open the door some more. They'll be able to fight. Things will happen. Holly Holmes going to carry the sport for a little while, but don't expect the Holly to carry it in the manner that Ronda carried. It. See, Holly is not Ronda. Holly is quiet. Holly is an introvert. Holly is is God's daughter. She's a she's the daughter of a A masseuse, her mother's a masseuse, and her father's a preacher. She's a preacher's daughter. She's all into this God thing. They're big into religion, okay? So you're not going to get her to spout off and go all crazy like Ronda Rousey. She's not the public persona, the animal, the killer, the attraction that Ronda Rousey is. But she beat Ronda Rousey. Now, seeing she beat the man, does it make her the man? No. Why do I say that? Circle back. year, was it 2000, when we were hanging out with the Sopranos down in L.A. at the Stable Center and uh, Shane Mosley and Oscar De La Hoya are hooking it up at 147 pounds. And of course, Shane Mosley, the man that you know, eventually later ended up test positive for steroids, but he got beat by Oscar De La Hoya. He just couldn't, he couldn't beat him. I mean, Oscar De La Hoya got beat by him that no matter how much was was on the line tonight, no matter how much the promotion wanted him to win, it just wasn't going to happen. Sometimes you just can't beat talent. Talent reaches to the top. Speaking of talent, best pound for pound fighter in the world right now is the world, the world of mixed martial arts. Conor McGregor. I got to say it. The world featherweight, soon to be the world lightweight champion. Yes, I think he'll beat Rafael Dos Santos. I don't think Dos Santos is a belt with a bum. I mean, a bum with a belt, but I think he's like a lesser fighter than Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor with that power, especially in the left hook, that left hand, that, that same punch that knocked out Jose Aldo in like 15 seconds or 13 seconds and knocked him out brutally. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible knockout. Guess what? That will knock out 155 pound men, 170 pound men. He's a big, he's a big. Or a small lightweight, uh, trying to make his way to one forty five. He's been at one forty five. He's never gonna fight at one forty five again. That was only a stop off point. He beat the best fighter in the world at the time, Jose Aldo. Now he's at one fifty five. Take on Rafael Dos Anos, March the fifth, of course. The co feature, Holly Holm. And I gotta you know, gotta give Misha Tate some credit. Misha Tate's been willing to step up. She's a good looking girl. She's got her tail kicked by Ronda Rousey, but she's beaten just about everybody else. So she's sort of like she's sort of like the uh, Not going to be the Avis to Hertz's rent-a-car. Hertz is number one. She's number two. Right now, Holly's number one. Can Holly beat her? I think Holly can. I think Holly's got some great skills. Is Holly exciting to the point where you'll talk about her like you talk about Ronda Rousey? No. It's about personality. She does not have that personality. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline.
0: With Pedro Fernandez.
2: Yeah, that's him. Man.
3: Just announced UFC Fight Night 87 from the uh, from the land of hash and hookers, the Netherlands. Straight up, two heavyweight fights on the card. Alistair Overeem, of course, the former strike force champion, taking on the former UFC heavyweight title, Andre Arlovski, and Antonio Silva, the big, good-looking guy from Brazil, taking on Stefan Struve. And Stefan Struve's a tall guy as well, so that's like two heavyweights going. Two heavyweight giants going toe-to-toe, Sylvan Struve. That's the May the 8th on USC. That is from the Netherlands. So if you get a chance to go over there, don't forget the hookers and the great hash in the Netherlands. Straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Pacific time, an hour of boxing and MMA. Then we come back Sunday with an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts, both starting at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Then we come back on Mondays. Sirius XM Satellite Radio. We come to you at 5 p.m. Pacific on an hour of boxing and an hour of mixed martial arts. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a production of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. The executive producer is Mr. Scott Cuddy. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Until next time, don't forget: keep your hands up, keep your chin down, most importantly, keep that buddy off the canvas of life. We'll see you next week.